0: Hello everybody, I'm very happy to have you here in my IT Corner podcast. Today, I have very exciting news for you because we are going to perform a podcast with Dave Mariani from MetScale, and we are going to talk about Databricks and Snowflake data platforms. What's happening in US, there are two kinds of events. One is for Databricks and one is for Snowflake. And that's the reason why we have Dave in our podcast just to share a couple of thoughts. What's happened? What is the new feature? So if you like it, please leave your comment below and let me know what you think about getting through other episodes related to data or any kind of data platforms. I will leave you now with the podcast. Hi, Dave. How are you today?
1: Hey, good to, good to, uh Good to see you again. How are
0: you doing? I'm very happy that you accept this online session because I know that uh, you're super busy. Uh, it's really, how to say, uh, important for um, for our um, podcast here to have you as a person who can share something as a really insight.
1: Yeah. So last week was a big week, Grazie. Um, so um, you know we are you know we're at scale as a semantic layer vendor. Um, so we sell semantic layers to enterprise companies um, across the world, and so uh, and so th- our our data platform partners like Snowflake and Databricks and Google BigQuery are very important to us because those are the platforms that our software runs on. So last week uh, there was uh, two summits. Uh, Snowflake had their annual summit that was in Las Vegas. And then Databricks had their summit in Sa- San Francisco. And they happened at exactly the same time, um, which was, which, yeah, it's really created um, a big issue for both customers and for vendors like our partners like ourselves. Um, because if you look at like the overlap between Databricks and Snowflake in accounts, there's a tremendous amount of overlap, and traditionally, Databricks has been used more on the AI side, and of course, Snowflake more on the data warehousing or BI side. Um, but uh, but but they're now converging those two vendors. So Databricks is 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 trying to enter the BI space, and Snowflake is making a cons- making a concerted effort to enter the AI space. So they're on a collision course. And they really forced customers and partners last week to choose whether they were going to go to Las Vegas to see Snowflake or San Francisco to see Databricks.
0: Very, uh, very interesting situation. I think, uh, you know, you cannot split uh, yourself by two. But um, yeah, what I see, it's really interesting in the Snowflake, but you want to share more. Our members will be very happy to hear you.
1: So I'm going to, so let me start with some of the things, my takeaways from, I'm going to, I went to the Databricks conference, so I had to choose one. Uh, and so um, AtScale was awarded the partner of the year at, the, at Databricks at, in the, at, the, at the conference. So that's why I was there. So we got a, a partner of the year award. So
0: Actually, which is great because we, we, we spent a lot of time on Databricks and a lot of new features are introduced.
1: So, uh, so Krazzy, when Krazzy and I worked together, this is for the listeners out there. We actually worked on the port for Databricks SQL um, and doing all the TPCDS benchmarks on it. So, uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was a very good investment, Krazy, um, um because we have a, a, a we have a ton of customers that are that are deploying on data at scale on Databricks SQL uh, right now. So, um, so it's uh, it was a, a good investment that's that's really paid off for. Our customers and for our partner databricks
0: very happy to hear that because i really like it i really like the way how it works
1: yeah so so some of the big things um uh everything was about generative ai as you can imagine right uh so both co- both conferences were talking about generative ai and talking about how you know gener- they were they were working generative ai into their products Uh, On the Databricks side, um, you know, the, the biggest sort of piece that my big takeaway for our space, which is more business intelligence, is they announced Lakehouse IQ. Um, and Lakehouse IQ is basically natural language query on Databricks. So, uh, you can ask questions of your data. Um, and it's going to it's going to construct and run queries for you on data using Databricks SQL. Uh, and so I thought that was really interesting. Um, when asked at the conference, uh, I was I, I had attended several mini conferences. I attended the partner conference, I attended the exec forum conference, and then the general conference. And in all cases, um, Ali Godsey, who is the CEO of, of Databricks. When asked what his what he was most excited about about their announcements, it was Lakehouse IQ. Um, so that's just something to be keep to keep aware of, because I think that's something that they're definitely investing in. Um, so their vision on Lakehouse IQ is that each customer is going to have a uh, is going to have a, a a training model. So they're going to train a model on the customer's data behind the scenes automatically for everyone. And they're going to be able to not just look at the schemas, but ingest other types of documents to be able to provide a context. So you could say, for example, in their example, how many DBUs uh, did we generate in uh, the EMEA um, in the last quarter? And that question seems like it's an easy question, but what is a DBU? Well, a DBU is an internal way yeah. of, 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 of of tracking revenue for inside of Databricks. What is EMEA? Well, EMEA is different sort of regions in different countries, depending on your organization. And and what is last quarter? In the case of last quarter with Databricks, they, they, they don't have a fiscal year. They begin their year in February and end with February. So, so it's so so. At last quarter is is a different set of months. Um, so you can see that even a simple query like that can get pretty complicated uh, right off the bat. Um, and I think that a semantic layer um, adds, adds that business context on top of that data. It creates that map between business terms and technical terms. And so I'm very excited to partner with Databricks on Lakehouse IQ. To make sure that the semantic layer, the at-scale semantic layer, is part of that uh, that training model, um, because that's how you're actually going to get to a useful product.
0: Yeah, right. I think this we going to end up with something uh, really excited, and um, especially from the performance perspective, for so sure.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of other companies out there like ThoughtSpot, uh, for example, who's been doing natural language query for a while. A lot of the the BI vendors have added natural language query in their products like Tableau has. So has has um, Click, I believe. So um, they're all doing that. So this is uh, Databricks really taking a stake, putting a stake in the ground and saying that it should be happening on the data platform as opposed to the front end, which I thought was pretty interesting um so that was lakehouse iq the other thing that was interesting crazy that you're going to be interested in is they announced federation uh so federation will be done in the databricks platform and they're going to support yes itself um so you can basically define an external table that will point to another data warehouse including snowflake by the way um, so you can federate snowflake queries inside of databricks as well as BigQuery, as well as Redshift, uh, as well as Postgres, um, and, uh, and MySQL, I think. And, of course, the big ones are Oracle and Teradata. So those are the ones that uh, I think a lot of people would be waiting for. Um, but they're using Spark as the federation engine. Um, and so, uh, you know, vendors like ourselves don't have to support federation in, the pro- in our products. We can just go ahead and rely on Databricks for federation. Um, it works all through Unity Catalog, and uh, so it's all integrated with their cataloging service. They they're re- they're really pressing Unity Catalog big time, just uh, big time. Uh, though, so they could not stop talking about Unity Catalog. You know, at the Databricks conference, uh, and this was all the this was all the, t- the the founders, all the sessions, all sort of had a special mention to Unity Catalog. So that's something that. If you're a Databricks customer um, out there who hasn't got onto Unity Catalog, you should really consider it uh, because um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, effort going on in the Databricks side to tie a lot of things to Unity Catalog. So you should be on it if you want to get all those great new features. Um, the last thing that was, I think I've mentioned, not the last thing, there's a lot of other stuff, but the other thing I thought was of, of interest was uh, they announced Marketplace. So it was just last year that uh, Databricks announced uh, uh, Delta sharing, their ability to share data across different different um, uh, Databricks customers. Well, they didn't have a Marketplace, meaning a Marketplace where you could actually get third-party data and subscribe to it. Well, they announced that um, at the show. So in basically in, in two summits, the last summit was Delta sharing. That was the fundamental basis for sharing data. And then this summit was the actual marketplace itself. They caught up with snowflake in basically uh, two summits. So in two years they went from having nothing because snowflake that was snowflake was first in the marketplace and and, and, and data sharing. Um, and they, they've and they had that for quite some time. Um, So Databricks basically closed that gap. Um, So there's a lot of me too out there when it comes to, you know, Databricks and Snowflake trying to like whatever somebody else has, they have to have it next. Um, So there's a lot of me too out there. Um, And this was one of the catch ups for Databricks was the marketplace and Delta sharing.
0: Yeah, um, all this uh, sounds to me like uh, as far as I remember, uh, in this, uh, in the previous year, uh, DataBricks uh, really changed a lot of a, new, a lot of new stuff, like uh, you know Unity Catalog, what we play around with it, and uh, I think uh, Snowflake it's getting a little bit away from this uh, in the past in the in the last year, and now what's happened is actually other way around. I mean, based on the announcement of the um, what they are going to introduce. Um, it's quite, uh, I would say, uh, a big change for them as well.
1: Yeah, you know, what was, what was interesting, Krazi, was that um, you know, on the at the Databricks summit, all of the presenters were the were the Databricks uh, founders. Uh, so, um, so you know, it's it's very it's a very product oriented, very technical team management team. Um, and and the founders and are all in management positions, and they were the ones who were making the announcements and doing the demos themselves. So um, it's it's a it's a definitely a very much a product focused technical team. Ali Godse is a is a product guy, um, and you know you, the contrast is at Snowflake, you know it's uh, it's it's a business guy who's running the company there. And so the, the, there's a there's a big difference in in culture there i think um when it comes to uh when it comes to how those companies are put together
0: yeah right
1: so uh so let's so let's like talk a little bit oh there's one other thing It was called um uh databricks also announced uniform uh so databricks uniform is um uh, their attempt. Again, this is more of a uh, this is more of a catch up with Snowflake, I think. But you know, there's there's different versions of Parquet out there, uh, and uh, you know, Parquet is all the basis. But there's different metadata around Parquet, including Iceberg. Um, Delta is another format, um, and and there's another there's one more, there's third third format that's um, that's escaping me right now. Uh, but in any case, uh, they uh, they announce uniform, so you can on Databricks, regardless of whether you're using um, Iceberg or Delta or uh, or the third one that has some cute name. Um, you're 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 going to be able to it, Databricks will manage all the metadata for you, so it's gonna it's gonna work um, across all the all the different formats. Without you having to deal with the idiosyncrasies of those three formats,
0: yeah, and this will gonna be converted automatically.
1: Yes, and yeah, and they're they're not actually converted. They're still They they still stay in their in in place. Um, but what they do what they do is they basically are the way they do it is they create um, metadata underneath this, underneath the 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 surface, and so all, all the all of the uh, Databricks services. Are going to be dealing with that common metadata format uh, to be able to read from those different uh, uh, Parquet table formats.
0: Yeah, everybody knows how useful is uh, Parquet in uh, nowadays. So yeah,
1: yeah, and so and and the related announcement on the Snowflake side is they're calling it Unified Iceberg tables. So you can choose either because. Iceberg is the format that Snowflake stores their Snowflake tables in. So that's the parquet format that they use. Uh, and so uh, this is, you know, you're able to define it either as external or unmanaged or use Snowflake tables. So this is sort of their, this is this is Snowflake's version of the data lake house. So, you know, crazy. it's like, uh, it was Databricks who announced the lake house concept um, and then a lot of the other vendors, including Google and BigQuery, they have their own version called Big Lake. And now Snowflake is saying, hey, we, ha- we have a lake house too. And so unmanaged iceberg tables is how they are they are defining um, the underpinnings of their lake house.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Let, let's see what else we got. We got from Snowflake. Um, Snowflake has already had the sharing, so that's been around for a while. Emma, they 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 put in some uh, machine learning functions inside of Snowflake SQL. So uh, this was something that was pioneered by Google BigQuery a while ago, where you can actually you actually can train models and create models inside of of SQL. Um, and so it looks like Snowflake has announced that um, you have um, oh uh, app the app marketplace. So this is a big announcement. So, um, so Snowflake already had the data marketplace and now they, um, uh, announced, uh, a, uh, their app marketplace. So that means is that third-party vendors are going to be able to run their services on the Snowflake cloud in a container. So, um, and by the way, data, data bricks, also announced Lakehouse apps, which is their version of this. Now, Snowflake is further ahead uh, in that they announced, um, I think, six to eight cust six to eight partners who are already in um, in their app framework, in their app marketplace. Um, and Databricks is a little bit behind there, but 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 um, getting getting busy. So um, what you're seeing here, Crazy I think, is that the data platform vendors, um, Databricks and Snowflake, are now trying to get into the generalized cloud uh, game where they're gonna host, you know, infrastructure uh, and containers for other uh, partners to run their services on. So they'll become the equivalent of the backbone uh, like Amazon is, or Azure is, or GCP is.
0: Yeah, actually when I see um, which company are there, like uh, Nvidia, and some other, I'm still thinking that this integration will be uh, really focused on the way how our days um, grow up this kind of AI and all these analytics and some other portion of it. Maybe will be mm, used in in this situation. We'll see, but uh, it's looking very interesting because uh, uh start getting in the competition of uh other uh, cloud platform
1: yep and uh you know for for for, for a company like AtScale, scale it's that's appealing to us because since we know our customers data is on databricks and snowflake uh, and bigquery but but uh we want to be able to have our apps and our, our application logic as close to the data as possible so if we can be hosted in their infrastructure and it also takes care of a bunch of issues when it comes to security and access, right? Because uh, you know, because and network, because the partner is going to do that for us. So it's very appealing uh, to be able to run at scale in a container on a snow on Snowflake or on uh, or on Datalet, uh, on Databricks. And so we're really looking forward to uh, to really participating there um, and having that be a deployment option for at scale.
0: And by the way, because uh, everybody knows what's happening in the cloud when, um, you know, um, network is, um, let's say, not up to very close to you or is not up to speed. And everybody knows that uh, if you deploy something in the clouds and your data is all there, even in the private network, uh, I think by deploying uh, at scale in, um, in a, you know, in this fashion, Will be also benefit. I think even the customer because uh, they are not going to pay for the bandwidth as well, right? Or let's say we're going to be optimized for them, because this is what uh, also makes sense.
1: Completely, yeah, completely, yeah. So, um, so you know, those are some of the crazy. Those are those are some of my takeaways. Um, I think that uh, there's 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 definitely big competition between Snowflake and and uh, Databricks. I think BigQuery is on the outside looking in, but they have a lot of big customers uh, who run, you know, big workloads on BigQuery, and so um, Google knows that BigQuery is their is their gem. It's the it's the it's their it's their superstar in GCP, um, and so they're trying to really push BigQuery um, and even into accounts that aren't GCP accounts, and using BigQuery as their lead. So data is king, and the data platforms are use using data as a lead-in to other areas in- of business um, to look to you know spread their wings beyond just you know being a data database.
0: Yeah, and by the way, uh, have you seen some um, presentation, uh, for example, real cases like you know a uh, customer deploying something or migrate to. And use their service uh, during some kind of you know uh, presentation from from them or any kind of use case, maybe maybe it will be uh, easy to share if you uh, if they share anything of course at that time because I I think maybe some of the the things what they share it's still in preview maybe.
1: Yeah, so these are so all these uh, these announcements for the most part are all in preview um, and either it was really an announcement that there would be in public preview. A lot of them were in private preview. Uh, So uh, there's just there's a whole lot of innovation. I guess if I had to put a theme on it, generative AI is definitely top of mind for everybody. Um, Everybody in the audience as well, especially executives, want to know what we can do with generative AI. Um, and uh, in in each both Snowflake and Databricks um, are taking a very open view for generative AI. So um, they're going to offer their own generative AI models and training, um, but also be open to other gen gen AI models that are out there that are open source or even proprietary. So um, both both Snowflake and Databricks made a point of saying that they were going to be open when it came to um, incorporating generative AI models, whether it was their own or open source or even um, a, competing, uh, a, a competing partner.
0: Yeah, this sounds really interesting. I hope uh, you will be able to share more from both of the conference. I know that um, your colleagues uh, will bring some um, something more from the other conference because you may not be able to attend. But yeah, I uh, hope uh, to get more on this because our day's world start getting crazy with all this AI. And I think uh, most of the CEOs of the company start asking themselves uh, what we're going to do with this uh, AI, how we can optimize our workload, how we can get more insights from our data. And everybody knows that uh, who owns and can end up with more of the data will control you know almost everything, so we know how important is the data, even for from small customer to big customer for doing analysis and they're managing their business so I think this will be huge trends now, even it's growing with so many integration as far as I see with Chat GPT and some other integration, so yeah, we're gonna talk more.
1: Amen, yes. Uh, keep keep your eyes open for this. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff for all of us in data and IT. A lot more fun coming our way. So um, it's a good time to be a data guy.
0: Yeah, we're going to end up with more. I hope, uh, Dave, when you're um, having something more to share, I will be very happy to have you uh, in the podcast. I hope uh, we'll, we'll be uh, able to to join and do you want to share some thoughts? Uh, um...
1: Closing, closing thoughts, Uh, closing thoughts is just, uh, yeah, because is it, uh, you know, keep, keep, um, keep, keep your research up. There's a lot of stuff that's happening really fast. Um, So my advice to your listeners is like, uh, uh, don't fall asleep at the wheel here. There's so much change that's happening right now. Um, and you gotta be, you gotta be up on it, um, or you'll be left behind. Cause, uh, it's an exciting world out there, but you, you know, you don't want to be left behind. So, so stay, stay sharp.
0: Yeah. Thanks Dave. We're going to continue, uh, and, uh, with these topics and some others. So I really appreciate, uh, uh your time, everything what you share, uh, without the audience and, uh, we'll be, uh, very happy to have you again. Thanks. Thanks Grazi. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. Thank you, and uh, thanks for everything. Bye, guys. I wish you a nice day.